Johnny, do you want to go to an ice cream social? Yeah, I'd love to. Great, let's go. Time for another episode of Matt Mattingly's Ice Cream Social. Sitting across from me is not Paul Mattingly. Oh, and sitting across from me, well, it is Matt Donnelly. That's yeah, true. We have we have a very special guest in studio. So Paul couldn't make it, but he gave uh, gave Jacob and I permission to go ahead and record this ba- super awesome bank show without Paul. I mean, Paul's just lazy. He's eating. No, Paul. He doesn't want to finish. He's just. He's like, I won't be finished eating in time. <laughs> and then he just did not make it out. It's just so, what happens. It's just real, true. He has a real specific solo. eating schedule. But, but while I was while I was uh, dealing with the, like having a kid, he brought in like five people. He didn't. He didn't give a shit. <laughs> you know, so this this is sweet revenge for me. Yes, but uh, that's what I don't think it really is. I think you just yeah. want to do a show with me. Uh, well, yeah, you, I, think you, you, I think you want to do a, a Matt and Jacob show. You keep thinking that, and then um, I am. I'm going to have my drink, and I'm going to think that. Oh man! So uh, is this what you were like when I was gone? Did you talk this much? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Two sentences so far. <laughs> okay. Uh, in studio with us, we have uh, uh, comedian Kurt Bronnellers here. Hello. And and uh, a comedian also, right? Is that the, your preferred title? Are you more of a writer? Writer. Writer, storyteller, actress, actress yeah. Yeah. Lauren Cook. Yeah, I'm not opposed to funny. But yeah. I yeah, I wouldn't call myself a comedian. Would you say you're a comedic actor? Yeah, I would say that. Sure. Everything She's I've watched you in is comedic. Yeah. Is there a whole drama reel I've missed? Yeah, I have a lot of checkup. <laughs> I'll send it your <laughs> way, don't worry. It's yeah, yeah, long. Yeah. It's just long. you and a candle and <laughs> yeah. just staring at the camera. A range of emotions. Tears. Oh. Just all tears. Yeah. 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 It goes from sadness to sadness. To more sadness. <laughs> to a little more sadness. <laughs> the range. <laughs> the, full, the, the full range. The lifetime movie range. Um, so you two are going across the country right now. We, we are. are. And you are doing seven gigs across the country? Maybe. Maybe. Maybe less. Maybe less. I really haven't scheduled any. Oh, oh you oh, just kind of go I have as one you other, go. I have one other schedule, and it's in Denver. I mean, I've been putting it together, because the thing is, like, life has been so crazy, and I didn't even know I was doing this until... It seems sudden, because... A week ago. I follow you on social media. It seemed like you were doing a movie, correct? Uh, uh, TV I just saw show. you dressed as a piece of bacon. Then I saw TV you show. around a bunch of greased up wrestling guys. Yeah. Then like a dog and some kid. Like yeah. you just, whatever you're doing, it seemed like it was pretty crazy. It was, yeah. So it was, um, so it's a, a pilot for Comedy Central. Okay. Uh, called Better, Dumber, Faster with Kurt Brownler. Okay. And uh, the whole idea of the show is that... Did you audition for Kurt Brownler? The I part did. of Kurt Brownler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wrote it, and then I still audition people. Uh, I don't think he would do that. It was weird for everybody. Yeah. I don't know. That's low self-esteem. I don't know. You seem not as tall Matt as Donnelly. me. <laughs> Reading for the part of Kurt Brownler. Ugh, all right. I rolled my eyes every time anyone would come Ugh. in. <laughs> But you gave everyone a callback. I gave everybody a callback because I want them to look good in front of their agents. <laughs> <laughs> but when they came back, it was just you with like an America's Got Talent giant X buzzer. Yeah. And, and they would like, walk in. I'd be like, bang. sorry. Yeah. Thanks for your callback. Thank you. Change your shirt. Change your shirt. <laughs> be more me. That was how you'd get this part. <laughs> no, we liked him. We, lo- we loved him. And then I would call everybody's agents. We, <laughs> we love Matt. We love Matt. He's so funny. We just don't think he's Kurt Brown. <laughs> we'll definitely bring him back for something else in the series. 
<laughs> and then the show comes on, I'm just bitter. Yeah. I just watched my wife. I'm like, God, I could have fucking done all these sketches. Oh, I was this close. So close. So, so it was final callbacks for this guy. <laughs> um, so you, you've done, and so the stuff, you're shooting stuff as you go across the country now, yeah? Yes, we, well, yeah. It, well, Let's, basically. Hold on. First yes. and foremost, you were driving a flatbed truck with like a 14 foot butt on it. Yes. It's Whoa. 14 feet tall, 14. 16 feet long, eight feet wide. It's it's like a double butt. So it's a front butt and a back butt. <laughs> it's, just, it's a double butt. You're driving a double butt on a flatbed. So either side you drive by, you get full butt. Nice. That was very thoughtful of you. It's the moon yeah, truck. thank you. And it's got yeah. a and it's got a tattoo on it that says it's a heart that was gonna say mom like yeah. in this. And then we we're like when we saw the butt, the butt looked a little like. Doesn't always Flat? look like a butt. Doesn't no. always look like yeah. a butt, and so we're like, uh, let's just have it say butt. <laughs> <laughs> so that actually decision. sealed the deal yeah. on the butt. It yeah. really made it. It really makes it clear. It makes it like <laughs> twice as dumb because it's already dumb. Yeah, and then to have a heart on the butt that says butt is like it's like it goes into some meta butt. I just want to tell you, you guys parked this thing right in front of Circus Circus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's, a, there's a flatbed truck with a giant butt that says butt on it in front of Circus Circus. I don't think I've seen a more appropriate Las Vegas photograph in my life. <laughs> Thank you I think much. it might be the, like my most favorite photograph. <laughs> I have we never wanted to go to Circus afraid. Circus more than I do right now. I know. We were very afraid we were going to get in trouble, but People, all of, the whole security staff just came out and took photos. Oh, my God. What they're used to dealing with at that casino? <laughs> I know. That's going to be wonderful. Like, like, they came out to talk to you guys, and you guys like had words come out of your mouth. They're like, phew. Phew. Oh, great. Oh, good. <laughs> just, no, it may just be a method. Like, I don't know how the butt got on there. Give me my room. <laughs> we saw, just checking in, yeah. Yeah. it was... Alarming. There was, there was uh, identity fraud happening on all sides. Oh, my yes. God. <laughs> it was, it was literally a, a, the woman so behind shady. being like, why is this, your name is not the same as this? She's like, I just got married. She's like, like, you changed your first name when you got married? She had and three like, different yes. last names. She had she, three yeah. different. And, and the, she offered and her, a will. She offered a will. And her name as identification. Was, as identification. <laughs> but her, here's her name. Are you ready? Here's my death certificate. <laughs> Jessica Buttstain. Stop it. <laughs> I swear to God. She said Buttstain. It yeah. but it was butt stain. It was butt stain. <laughs> she said butt stain a thousand times. It was right next door. And you, you were like, follow me in the parking lot. Have I got half a treat for you? <laughs> it was amazing. You're not going to believe this. And she wouldn't. She would yeah. have gone out there and be like, I would yeah. not have believed no, this. We happened. were meant to meet oh. so she was so dr- She was dressed exactly like how imagined people who steal other people's identity are. <laughs> yes. She was like dressed in like pajamas, yes. essentially, with like long bleach blonde hair and like a little big belly. old belly hanging out with over the belly. It's just on the belly. A it's tattoo just, on the belly. It's just filled with grocery market food. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a to- it's a wig. <laughs> it's just all of it. Inside Circus Circus is some Egyptian flea market. I it's know, just, it's there just, must be. Just a lot, of, a lot of weird things changing hands. <laughs> and you don't know whether or not you're supposed to haggle. <laughs> it's $5 minimum at the craps table. Oh, is it? I think I can bet four. Well, uh, okay. <laughs> Tip me 50 cents, please. So... You driving this butt across the country, is this just a personal thing for you guys? So what it is, is the show is, uh, world's a horrible place. If we can insert absurdity into strangers' lives, we can maybe make it a little bit better for a few seconds. Sure. And the original, so the whole theme, every episode has a theme. Okay. 
and we're trying to make that thing better. And so the th- the theme for the pilot is waiting, like waiting sucks. Okay. And so how can we make waiting better? And so we do a whole bunch of stuff. Like one of the things is uh, I drive around in an ice cream truck with a bunch of hunks with fanny packs. And uh, <laughs> I just stop where people are like waiting for the bus or in line. And I, I jump out and with a megaphone and I go, cream them hunks. And then the hunks jump out <laughs> and give everybody, <laughs> give everybody ice cream. And then I yell, hunks to me. And then they all run back into the ice cream truck <laughs> and I just drive away. So, okay. how hard was it to cast hunks? Easy as shit. Oh, good. It's Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. It's all hunks. So out you, there. you have plenty of hunks. And they were, and I talked to all of them on the phone beforehand, so just they, to make sure, just to make sure they could take direction, and just to make sure that they were going to be positive hunks. Oh, and they were just... super positive hunks. They were Very the most po- specific criteria. It for was a hunk that they have to be positive, positive and outgoing, and I and I and, I, and comfortable with. Cream jokes. Yeah, with cream jokes as right. well. Because I imagine there's a lot of homophobic hunks. Right. One guy was not. I oh, had, yeah? Yeah, he was like, can I call you back about that? I'm like, you sure can, Tim. And then I was like, <laughs> and then I just, I was like not him. Tim. Yeah. <laughs> but you still called his agent. And you exactly. told, we it was great. Tim. We, we love Tim. Love Tim. Love Tim. <laughs> just not for this project. Just not for this project. He's too big of a star. <laughs> yeah. The star quality. <laughs> It's probably what it was. Tim but, was like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to oil myself sure. up, and, you know, wear hot okay. pants. That's exactly. That's makes sense. And no, that's why I want to talk to him all. It's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. So the butt element is just going to feature a small element of, the, of a, of a it's bit. So, it's so the whole third act. Okay. Um, and basically what we were trying to do was put this butt on a train so that it would go across the country on a train. So any time someone was waiting at a railroad crossing for this like long train to go by right. and you're waiting for like 15 minutes for these like freight trains to go by, yeah. then all of a sudden a butt just goes mm-hmm. by. Like that was the whole idea. Brilliant. And, um, it is. And CRX, which is the train company, uh, last minute sh- just, just would refuse to accept the butt. That is bizarre, <laughs> isn't it weird? So we, it was a an, a legitimate panic moment of like because like if there's if there's one company that seems impervious to like customer complaints, no shit, it would be the cross country freight service of a train. <laughs> I, I thought about this though. They just had a big train accident in Connecticut, right? And it wasn't it because they somebody threw something at the train. Oh, I don't, I don't. Was it know. because someone threw something at the train? Well, yeah, that's that was that, that was, was definitely a story the, that came out. Uh, there definitely yeah. was a story that came out that said that the guy maybe it was like a penny on the train track story. No, no, no. <laughs> that the, that that the guy that someone may have thrown something in the train. He may have injured the guy who was driving. Oh, okay. Uh, and therefore the, the conductor, or yeah, the, the engineer, or whatever they're called. And now. therefore he did not uh, go at the proper speed, or gotcha. he was recovering from bleeding from the face or something. Holy shit! <laughs> I mean, it was a massive accident. Uh, wow. I don't. I don't know if that story checked out. I just don't want to put something on your train that people want to throw things at. That's true. That's fair. But who wants to throw things at a butt? Everybody. <laughs> I'm just waiting for our butt to be just. Uh, I, love that, I love that your wife yeah. has taken the side of the train company. <laughs> I know she really has. I, I did. I She's wanted like, to look, step it was a mistake, Kurt. Stand, stand it was a. For, did you guys all know that CRX was the train company? No. Okay, I didn't. When you oh. said CRX, you just said train company. Yeah, I like just hopped in there that. thinking context clues. I got this nailed. I got this. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I didn't, I I didn't think Kurt was going to randomly change the subject. We were talking about a train the whole time. Then he introduced the company oh. CRX. 
<laughs> had to be a train company. Might be skateboards, but great. No one's ever I, heard. I of thought this. you were talking about the Honda. There's there's a Honda me car too. called a yeah, CRX. Yeah. Yeah. Me yeah, too. Me yeah. too. Okay, okay good. Be, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't it might the only stupid. It one. might not be called CRX. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. It might be called CXR. I think it's called CXR. The CRX is a Honda, yes. so that must be why it's in my head. I well, think it's called CXR. whoever you are, I'm here. I'm here for you, train company. <laughs> you cannot put the butt. How about you CSX? Made. I think it's. You cannot put the butt you made on a on a CRX. I'll right. tell you that much. Right Regardless, now. no way. So they refused at last minute. So we honestly didn't know what we were going to do, and then we're just like, I guess I'm going to have to drive it across country. Right, because you'll get stuck in traffic and it'll do the same purpose. Right? It's actually better in the fact of more eyeballs seeing it because yeah. on the, those freight trains, the majority of the time, they're not near a road. Mm-hmm. They're right. not near houses. They're near nothing. Yeah. It's just, it would just be traveling mostly for cows, you know? Yeah. You're going to make six people laugh at exactly. a butt joke. And, mm-hmm. and already today, we just started today. Yeah. yeah. It's and it's been cool. like everybody who passes us is laughing. That's awesome. And taking a picture. Awesome. Now, have you driven a truck like this before? No, it's intense. I mean, you have you've seen the picture of the yes. of the truck. The truck is fucking You also drove through Death Valley. It was 113 degrees today. <laughs> yes. And I had And you were driving these, There's all these gauges that I don't even know what the fuck they do. <laughs> awesome. Those, those are the best kinds of gauges. Fill some gauge there's that one gauge that just says DEF. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, but we're halfway down with that. <laughs> this is definitely we're halfway a gauge. empty yeah. on our DEF. There's two <laughs> other gauges that's just air, and then there's one that's water, and then one that's oil. And, yeah. it, and it also makes a noise like every, every 27 minutes. It turns a fan on that's so loud. Really loud. It just, for, we and we, we don't understand flat. what it is. <laughs> we thought we had a flat like for the first six times it happened. And we're like, oh no, it just does. It's like you're just going, mm, and then it goes, <laughs> Like it just starts screaming. It's a big truck. Like, like it's you I think have some like engine like jail guard. Yeah. Like he just patrols every twenty seven minutes. Yeah, it just, just screams at everybody. <laughs> Keeps everything in the engine in check. <laughs> check. I mean, I honestly think it's just I don't know why you don't need a commercial driver's license for it. <laughs> Me neither. I don't. Yeah. Like honestly. I know. It's it's crazy that I can do this. And you drove across Death Valley, and then it's 113 degrees today. And that's in Vegas, so you drove through something hotter than that. Right, it was probably like 120. Yeah, and then you were driving the least aerodynamic yeah. thing. Yeah. A butt. You're driving a big rectangle of a butt on top of a flatbed. Everything about it is like a flat surface. Everything. Every single thing <laughs> driving about Driving a it. sail. Like there's nothing. I was, I, I post, you know, I po- was posting on social media as I came across, and Moshe Kasher said a very... Very funny thing. Very, very Great funny tweet. comedian, Moshe Kasser, uh, was just said, all of your ideas involve burning a lot of fossil fuels. <laughs> <laughs> Skywriting, yeah. jet skiing down yeah. the Mississippi, and then this. Well, that's the thing. Like, you, you, do, you have a, a wonderful, artistic, beautiful artistic history of absurd things, both large and small. And I, we should talk about some of them, right? Because your last big project you did before this pilot was Roustabout, right? Mm-hmm. And so Roustabout... I'm going to get this wrong. Okay. But I'm going to take... Give I me would my, like give me you to shot. try. Yeah. yeah. So you decided, through a crowdfunding effort... Yes. You were going to ride jet skis down the length of the Mississippi River mm-hmm. to oh, raise money so much. for a charity that yes. gave goats to poor and villagers... Chick- and chickens. Goats and chickens. Yeah. To poor villagers in need of goats and chickens to help very tiny... In Africa. Uh, African economies. Yeah, so the idea was send 500 goats and 1,000 chickens to Africa by <laughs> riding the entire... the Well, riding from Chicago to New Orleans 
uh, on a jet ski. <laughs> and we did it. And you did it. That was the, and it was yeah. successful. And, yeah, and it was how, long? Successful. How, how long did this take? Seven days. Wow. Seven and, days. And just like driving this truck, did you have any idea what you were getting into before you were going to ride this jet ski this far? Riding the truck, driving the truck has so far been a dream compared <laughs> <laughs> to what it is to yeah. ride a jet ski down. Because the... We're only in our first day. Yeah, we're... We, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. We could, we could have horror yeah. stories uh, very soon. I, I want to tell you, the DEF gauge, I've looked up the DEF gauge now... If that hits zero, you will not be able to start the truck. Okay, what is it? What's uh, it, the DEF? It is, uh, where'd it go? Uh, diesel exhaust fluid. So what? if that, I, I have no idea what that means, but okay. if it hits zero, you can't start the truck. Right now we're at half. But how do you, do you, <laughs> do you pull up somewhere and be like, I need more diesel exhaust I, fluid? No, I did. No, when you're, so, when you go to, we went to Trucker a, stops. We went to a trucker stop. Yeah. It was TNA. Your wife must uh-huh. have been very popular there. <laughs> It's weird. We walked in. Truckers are real friendly. When and they I don't think mean you're in a truck, sexy, perverted way. They're, yeah. They're great. When they, they think you're a trucker, yeah. you are in. Oh, I imagine. Like, remember that Eddie yeah. Murphy sketch where he's like, he went undercover as a white person? Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> when the black got on the bus, all the white people, like, hand out champagne and, yeah. like, hang out. I imagine that's exactly what a truck stop is like when non truckers leave the truck stop. I mean, I got in line to pay for my gas, and this guy behind me was like, uh, talking to me about the scales, and I was like, I know. <laughs> and he was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. And I just kept yeah, going scales. for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I got to take 40. And I was like, ugh. You went up and to- I was just like, I was just like, what about 70? Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> and I know two interstate highways. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, but they won't let us go through Colorado, will they? And I was like, no, they won't. <laughs> Meanwhile, you're going directly to Colorado. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm taking 70 right to Denver. <laughs> I think it's going to be, I think we're going over get, the like, Rockies. You're going to get like pulled over at the border and be like, haven't you heard about Colorado? We don't take your kind here. Oh my God. Get your giant I, ass out of here. I just realized it might be a real, real tough drive. <laughs> you just, <laughs> just now. I just realized that this country has different altitudes. Yeah. And also that we're driving up a, a the, like a Denver is a mile. It's called the Mile High City oh, for yeah, a reason. Yeah. Sure. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, a it's mile high. Yeah, it's not after like a poem or anything. No, it's, it's, <laughs> It's not about like they all fucked in airplanes. They it's it's a mile high. <laughs> I love that there'd be a city of people who just fucking airplanes. <laughs> um, so Lauren, when you're married to this guy, mm-hmm. when he says oh, I have an idea, do you feel excited or are you like, oh no, oh. I have to go somewhere dumb again? <laughs> there's there's a real mix. <laughs> there's a lot of times that I think oh, oh dear what have we gotten into but we drove across the country when we moved from new york to california oh right that's and true and it was a very enjoyable experience okay. so i think she was, I was raring to go yeah i was i was I oh really, good i yeah i love a good road trip because you you run a very popular storytelling show in los angeles right i do and say the name of it it's called radio picture show radio it's a picture monthly show. show at the virgil and Wednesday of the month. And it's a big, big show there. It's a great show. Yeah, no, yeah, we've been written up a bunch of yeah, yeah, different yeah. places. We have Dave Kegner this coming month. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be doing it as well. Kurt, oh, yeah, Kurt. Kurt Bradler's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt's in it, but Dave Kegner. Eliza Skinner, Rhea Butcher. No, it's a great show. We, yeah, uh, yeah. we don't have a theme. We just ask people to uh, incorporate either a song or a picture into the telling oh, of the story. Oh, smart. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's actually like Instagram. a really... 
for your life. It's nice. Just, it's Instagram Shazam storytelling. Yeah. 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 Nobody you got, are you guys brainstorming right now? Are you guys gonna come up with the marketing <laughs> team right now? It's yeah. like no, it's like it's no, like it's uh, chocolate <laughs> trademark and contract. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a showbiz contract? <laughs> Do you get like anxiety about leaving LA? No, I love to leave LA. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. it seems like every time like my all my LA friends leave LA, then they get like a call like as soon oh, as they leave, and they're oh, like, "Fuck, sure. I yeah. should never have left LA." Uh, yeah, well, like... that's the only way you guarantee getting a call. <laughs> you have to leave. <laughs> yeah, as soon as you leave, then you get the call. Yeah, yeah exactly. Always. You piss off fourteen people. But your husband has to like ride jet skis or drive a giant butt around. Yeah, <laughs> so I skipped the jet ski thing entirely. You um, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the but, water was electrified. For... <laughs> right yeah there's Wait, so what? much danger there's a section of um so there's this invasive species called asian carp yes um a fish and it's coming up the mississippi and so what they've done so when when you're le- when you leave chicago you go chicago river to illinois river and the illinois river is really just an industrial waterway uh it's there's like the no LA river it, yeah it's essentially like that just yeah. a little wider and then on either side is just concrete walls and it's just like gravel pits and junkyards and one section of it, because if this Asian carp makes it to the Great Lakes, uh, like it's game over for the Ga- Great Lakes ecosystem. Like it'll just it has no natural predators. It you'll just eat everything. Holy shit! And so what they've done for this a mile of the Illinois River is they've elect they've dropped copper wire into the water and they've electrified the river. So it just kills anything that. <laughs> Holy shit. So they just, have a, mean, they just have a dead mile. The derivation mile. Yeah. of that plan is fascinating. It's crazy. When do you find out? <laughs> yeah, when exactly. We, when we when... ran out of gas on top of it. No. Yes. Stop we, it. We had, I swear to God. I mean, we didn't plan this at all. It was two. We had two chase boats, one camera boat, one safety boat. Yeah. And me on a jet ski. And the, uh, the, the safety chase boat ran out of gas. <laughs> Stop it. Yes. What? Yeah, because we were supposed. That is they, not safe. No, they were supposed. They were. They they have been like idling since six a.m. and the gas stations were closed when they loaded the boats in because they load the boats in at like four or five in the morning. Right, right, right. And then there were supposed to be like five gas stations between the the Lake Michigan and the Illinois River on the Chicago River. Right. And for some reason, all of them had closed since the map would, had been made, the map that we had. Yeah. And so we just passed like five different closed gas stations. And then this big pontoon boat just ran out of gas. And when, when a boat runs out of gas, it just drifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no, like, and this is an there's indi- no e-brake. You can't... No, nothing. And it's an industrial <laughs> waterway. So the only thing that's traveling on it are barges that have a tug on one end pushing just like you know, two and they, and they football to field help. no two yeah. football field lengths of coal or something. Yeah. And they can't see what's in front of them at all. So it was like genuine danger for everyone on the safety boat. Oh my oh. goodness. Yeah, that's where we ran out of gas. It was it was crazy. That that is insane. Yeah. So this trip, comparatively, yeah. is golden. Now she was your wife Knock is not wood. there for no. this danger, right? So this is always I, there hasn't been a, a danger time, of a barge hitting you. One time when I was with my wife, we were just boyfriend and girlfriend at the time, but I went away without her and I did almost die. Uh-huh. And there's this thing of like, I guess I Wait, have how? to tell her. Well, how? Oh, uh, I, I, we went, I went to Costa Rica and uh, I, we were in rough water and I went to, uh, I basically was like trying to body surf because I, I was being, te- I was terrible at surfing. Uh-huh. And so my friend who was a lifeguard was like, yeah, let's all go body surf. 
with you. And so we were in the ocean and um, all of a sudden it got like really rough. Mm -hmm. I was like, and a couple of times like I went under the waves, but I couldn't hit hit the bottom anymore. Uh And so I was like, oh shit, I got to go in. And I turned to her to say, I got to get the fuck back on the shore. And she was like panicked. She was like 12 feet behind me. Uh And she was like not, she was like uh, white as a sheet. She was, she's a lifeguard? And she was a lifeguard. But she started having an asthma attack. <gasps> oh, Jesus. Holy oh, shit. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I <laughs> swam to her uh-huh. to help. Yeah. And in that like 15 feet of swimming, I was like, we're fucked. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I was like, yeah. was that much just worse. that length yeah. backward away from the shore. I was like, oh, we're... And then to her where she couldn't uh, like put in a sincere effort. Holy shit. I was like, oh, my God. I just swam to... to Drown with this person. <laughs> right. That's that was kind of like what I realized as I approached her. Yeah. And we're both Jersey Shore kids. You're Jersey Shore kids. So yep. when you, when there's an undertow, people's instinct still is to duck waves for some reason. Mm-hmm. And you're like, the last thing you should do is stop ducking the thing that's pushing you towards the thing. Yeah. So I basically sat there uh, while these waves started coming in like more rapid fire. And I just kept lifting her into the surf, hoping it would just kind of keep us oh. toward the shore. Yeah. My goodness. And then I started waving. But it had been uh, rain forecast for that day, so there was there was basically three kids smoking weed on the beach right. that I was hoping oh, to get their fucks. attention as we drifted further and further away from the shores of Costa Rica. <laughs> oh, oh my god! And uh, uh, I I basically finally like all of a sudden like two really muscular surfers on on big longboards appeared out of nowhere like after like five minutes. I did not see them coming, and all of a sudden they were like boom next to us. And Holy then shit. we were both put on boards and we were, we swam in Holy on boards. Holy shit. And then when we got there, there was an ambulance and a police car and all these things waiting for us when we got to the shore. And then some police officer ran up to me and just fucking yelled at me in Spanish for like two mm. minutes. And then my, I don't speak Spanish, but my friend Robin, who was the person that was rescued with me, does. And I said, uh, what did he just say? And he said, uh, we shouldn't go back in the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, no shit. <laughs> nope, taken. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, and so tell this story to your, exactly. So I got off the thing and I was like, I have to one process that I almost drowned. Yeah. And then I was still had like three more days in Costa Rica before I went home. (laughs) And I was like, do I call her now? And now and be like, just wait when I get home in three days, just remember I almost drowned today. I'll be home in three days and I promise I won't drown again again (laughs) between now and then. Right. You got to wait. So you have to wait. You got to wait. Yeah. You got to wait. Which means but you hate it because you still are checking in, right? So I was yeah. still talking to her for three days yeah. in Costa Rica. Like, everything's fine. Then I get home. Like, by the way, I almost drowned. <laughs> did you did you present it that way or did you do the, the uh, like, well, uh, it slipped my mind when we talked. The no, phone. no, that... no. There was no playing it. I literally was like, listen, I did want to tell you over the phone and then not oh. come home. But I almost drowned. But also, it's like did, not wanting to tell you over the phone is is different from like, I'm not going to tell you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have been like, I was talking in front of the bar. They said you almost died. Oh, did they? <laughs> um, Those kidders. Most mother- it's a bit. It's, it's a, a bit. bit. We do this bit. I almost drowned it. Um, Wait, random piece of information that yeah. pertains to your story. When you're trained as a lifeguard, one of the first things you learn is release. How to get away from someone who's trying, trying to drown you. Ooh. Oh, wow. 
because that's one of the biggest ways that people die is like someone think who's drowning holds them and claws them down and oh my god they try, so and, cli- they try and climb them like a ladder and how <laughs> awful oh my friend did not do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, thank god no, I, li- I was a lifeguard so i know like the, it's literally the first thing you learn is how to twist twist your wrist and get an escape from somebody trying to, to hold on you. to you for dear life <laughs> it's so that backward and awful and it's also like the tr- way that you the way that you do rescue them is you kind of get them in the headlock and then <laughs> go on your side yeah yeah, yeah, so you're like holding them on your side so they ha- their arms can't reach you. Yeah, because this... when people are panicking, they're just going to bring you down with yeah. them. I do recall that, that that is the thing. I do recall that from some of my other friends being lifeguards and telling me that. But like I also, that was not an option. I yeah, could not, not have done that. Yeah. I could not have performed you that task. So you just came yeah. over to her to be like, yeah, yeah, we're, we'll I came drown over together. T- to lie. I, I, was like, I was like, oh, I bet no one will lie to her if she almost dies. Yeah. I should swim to her and tell her <laughs> we're fine. Oh. That's my only, that is like, if you need someone to lie to you, I'm your guy. (laughs) Like she just was like, she basically said, she she basically like all she could muster was like, is someone coming? And I was like, yup. I had no idea. I had no idea if someone was coming. I just was like, don't panic. Holy shit. It was really weird. You did the right thing. Did you ever have to talk with her? So you had to talk with your wife about, about the almost drowning, but did you ever have to talk with her about that? We did. uh, I had no idea that anybody anybody was coming. Uh, Years... No, I never told her that detail. Oh, okay. Years later, we did. I basically was like, I basically we, we she was a, she was an old friend. I mean, I go back way back. She was like, it was me. I went away with like all my friends from my hometown. It was like all I was like my like my oldest friends, um, and I I I I ran into her like years later, and I just was like, do you ever think about the the fact that we almost drowned? <laughs> like, <laughs> and what did she joke. say? She was like, she literally gave me a look like no. Like I heard, no, I honestly like don't, I try not to think about it. And it was like, I basically like ruined her day. Which means every day. And then I just never, and then we just never talked about it ever again. Wow. We're still friends and like, you know. Yeah. 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 But I never talk about it to her. I never. But that means she thinks about it every single day. Yeah, maybe. Or it means that it was so real. She is shut it down. She blocked blocked it out. out. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. It was real. I mean, uh, I, uh. If they called an ambulance? Well, no, no. I mean, and the thing was that, like, I was, I was fine. And then, like, we, we like met up with our friends who did actually bring the, the flotation device, the surfboards with them. They did the thing that makes them float. Yeah. Uh, they did. They, we we met up with them, you know, and uh, it was kind of like, do we talk about? It? Do we not? So we we started to kind of talk about it a little bit, and it was still like weird. And then we drove back to our um, like villa that we had rented out, and uh, I was in I was in like one area, one wing with my buddy Pete. And I did just like finally like we just sat down and it was like one moment of silence. I took a deep breath and I just bawled crying in front of him. Wow. And I just was like, and I was like, and he was like, wow. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know. I, I didn't, I wasn't processing it until right now. Yeah. <laughs> Holy yeah. shit. Just and there's adrenaline. a, and he knew like, there's a, there's a, and you know, there's a, oh, we did say we we're going to bring sadness to this yeah. thing. And that we did. Uh, cause, cause there, there's, a, there's an association <laughs> of, solid. of terrible, uh, things with me, with, uh, with, with, my, my my mother had a heart attack and was pulled out of the the water, uh, and so I saw that as a kid, and so, oh my uh, and so there, there was that association that I was going to kind of go in a similar way, a theme that would kind of keep happening throughout my life. <laughs> I mean, and also to be there, and also, but yeah. the fact that you still, with all of that unconscious shit happening, mm. do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That you were not aware of when you're just worried about being in the water. Right. You still went to that woman. You still went to Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Just to, but still to lie to her while Just to lie. Died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, like, 
<laughs> that's the thing. I, de- I de- that's the part I debate the most, yes. right? Because uh, primarily, when you hear that detail, like, oh, that's the right- what a good guy. You're like, what? Well, that's the right thing to do. But then, like, but you're like, what were you gonna do? I was like, like you didn't, you didn't, we, we, you didn't get any closer to shore by no. swimming to her. And the truth is, like, if if I did, if I could have swam to shore fast, like yeah. if I did have that gap that I thought I had to get to shore. I might have actually been much more useful right. to get to shore, to get to shore get and get help. help and get it out to her right. Than, right. than to go to her and just wave. Yeah. Right. 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 I don't know. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, that's one of those things where like, I, and that's the thing is you didn't make a choice about that. No. You just did it. Yeah. Right. And I, I think going towards someone is always a more loving choice than going away. That, it is. But no you, denying that. No, no denying, denying that. that. But it's like, you but don't even, is it help about even, it. even if it's not rational, you did the, Yes, I went with my heart. The loving thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It and could have been the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> you could both be dead, right? Right, and this yeah. could all just be your fever dream before you die. Maybe oh. you're there right now. I would love that my fever dream, dream was to have Real a podcast in Las Vegas. <laughs> That's where you get woken up. Like I just hope you know my peaceful place is getting my old improv comedy buddy to my podcast in Las Vegas before I just become seagull meat the, the brain is a fascinating machine what what it pulls up in those last moments so dmt when, man when did you call lauren about uh almost being electrocuted and and having and stranded on, i mean the thing is with that where it was like the it, you know we would get out of the water at like so we would have to shoot for like six or seven hours in the morning so we wake up at 6 a.m shoot till noon break eat lunch get on the water and then ride yeah. for seven or eight hours, um, like 200 oh, right, right. miles on the jet ski. And, uh, and so by the time I get out, it was literally just like in a car somewhere driving, just like, Hey, <laughs> go bed now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I had one day off in the middle. So I probably told her then. Oh, okay. I don't remember. Do you remember? I think my mom told me. <laughs> <laughs> How does that happen? Because of the My video? Mom's like, well, she also lives in Chicago, so she might know a little bit. Oh, right, yeah. Um, but she was like, I don't think Kurt knows what he's getting into. That <laughs> could be said every day, I believe. Yeah, yeah. almost. <laughs> no, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you found out not even ahead of time. Like, there's, did you even miss a sign that was like electrified river ahead? Great question. Oh no, <laughs> I'm sure there were a lot of signs. I think there might have been. Well, here's the deal: more than a few signs. I knew that there was a thing called a fish barrier, but what that was was not revealed to me. Yeah, yeah, you that like, doesn't mean like. So there's if a I bunch of signs. Jet ski, jet, jet ski, I, I would die. Get, uh, right. That's and what so there, there's a bunch of signs for like a mile before you hit it that say fish barrier ahead and you're like i'm not a fish i'm not a fish that's fine. i will surmount this obstacle <laughs> that is fine i figured it was like a wall underwater i didn't yeah. know what the fuck it was yeah and then we get there and it's just these giants they're like billboard size signs yeah. that say the water is electrocuted oh Ooh. my god electrified rather. electrified yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> So is it an amount that like a human will survive, but it hurts or like... I didn't check. <laughs> You're like, I don't know. The word electricity was involved. I was yeah. out of the ocean. The, the yeah, water. My, 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 my feet were inches from the water and I did not put them into sea if I got a little tickle. Oh my God. I feel like that's a good call. Because a jet ski, it feels like it's very possible to have your feet go in the water. Yes. It's very... No, it's sure, calm. You can it's fall easy. off a jet ski all it's the easy. time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy. 
Now, I've got a question for you about this jet ski thing. Yeah. And that is, uh, you said the safety boat was a pontoon boat. Yes. So does that mean that you were having to go the speed of the pontoon boat on the jet ski? This or are you, are you able to like really squeeze it out there? Very he smart. Is, no, he's not. It's Louisiana trash. I, I, grew up on the, I grew up on the Mississippi River. Yeah. All right, great. Yeah. So I saw a picture of the pontoon, pontoon boat, and I said, this is our safety boat? I was like, this is bullshit. Uh, like I know these things can't go over twenty miles per hour. Right. I'm going to be on fucking jet ski. Jet ski can go, go 60, 60, 70 miles an hour. I can go sixty miles an hour. Right. Uh, we got to switch this out, and they're like, "No, no, no, no. it'll be fine." <laughs> it was not fine. No, it was not. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up selling the pontoon boat the next day, and getting uh, and then buying another boat. Oh my gosh! I mean, it was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So then then we had two speed boats two speed that could boats. there you go. could keep up. But it was like, what are you fucking talking about, you lunatics? <laughs> right. Yeah. You're talking about a, a fifty pontoon, mile an hour difference. Yeah, a pontoon boat's just like doo doo doo. Like, like it's old is, grandpa. The guy was like, no, out. no, we'll be fine. Was like, no, no, we're not gonna do anything about this. <laughs> yes, exactly. It was like, oh, it was I know like that this guy. is what we have. No, no, no. I checked them out, they both float. <laughs> Mission accomplished. And I was like, guys, oh, so you guys think we're gonna go twenty miles an hour <laughs> yeah. for seven days and make it a thousand miles? Do yourselves a ruler. Right. Do yourselves a favor. Pull up. A map of the United States. <laughs> and yeah. See where Chicago is and see where New Orleans is. Go ahead and throw a ruler up there. And tell me how much you think 20 miles an hour is going to do us. Got two words for you. Google Maps. It was crazy. That first how day was very frustrating. How long did it take? That first, that first day, we were supposed to make 150 miles, and we made 40. Oh. <laughs> day one. Day one. 40 miles. A third. 40 miles out of 1,000. Oh. Yeah. And we only had seven days to do you it. Put, anyway. Those are moments where like, you put all of your focus and effort into generating money and interest into this. You know what I mean? It's not sure. even like you were hired for a gig. Like you. Oh, no. It's like all these no, things I make up. My, I create them myself. <laughs> yeah. But that's also, I think, maybe a theme at this point, which is like big idea. Yeah. And then what happens when you try to pull it off? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And but, it fails. But, yeah, but death. That's is... the thing. You like Lauren has not been in the middle of a big idea failing yet. So I hope she's not. I hope she's not. <laughs> well, at what point did you feel like it failed? I mean, you made it to New Orleans. We made it to New Orleans, but we had to. We didn't. We had to. Well, I mean, like we had to take the boats out of the water and drive them a bunch because of the right. fact that we lost so much time that one. Oh day. yeah. You oh, know. Yeah, yeah. So we were like drive them to the next point, put them in, then take it take from it that off. Point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of failed. I mean, it didn't totally fail. I mean, by the time when we got to New were Orleans, were you tempted to like sit on the jet ski while it was that's driving? What, that's what I was just picturing. That was what we had originally <laughs> intended and uh, you just can't. They will not. Oh, yeah. I was about to say that. That's legally. Not, not at all legal. Yeah, it's not. It's <laughs> if you illegal. think electrified water is dangerous, <laughs> <laughs> falling off a jet ski on a speeding highway is It's very, very yeah. probably, probably right up there. <laughs> so you've, you've, uh, you crowdfunded a skywriting that said, How Do I Land? Mm-hmm. Which is the title of your comedy album. Yes. Right? And uh, you also did the greeting card project mm-hmm. where you... So you buy greeting cards? Yeah, and then take them home and then sign them with alternate endings. Yeah. And then bring them back and then put them back on the shelves. <laughs> so you leave so your jokes ooh. there waiting for other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if anybody's, yeah, they're looking for cards and then all of a sudden there's a little joke inside. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. Is like, and that's, I, I love that one so much. And it it's made, a very simple one. It's a very simple one. I've but never know, I never, I don't know if it ever was yeah. successful. Right. But that's what that's that's what makes it a current bottle or project. You know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Other people would find a way to highly, figure that out. Highly difficult to uh, ascertain whether yeah. or not it's successful. 
What were the things of you no did? monetary value. Of no monetary, <laughs> no monetary value. value. Just working for free. But it is artistry. That's what I mean. Like it's it's for the art of it. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I want to make some money. Sure. No, no. I understand <laughs> that. You, you have a pilot for Comedy Central. I get that. Yeah, that yeah, makes yeah. sense. You should also make money. Andy Coffin also made money. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's at this point, I just... And that's actually not that I want to make money. It's that I would like to have a larger audience. Right. Just for, like, these things that I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure you you will not stop having these crazy ideas right. that have no chance of profit. Exactly. You will not... That will always <laughs> exactly. happen. That will no, always but happen. that is... It is a, it is a bump up. Because, I mean, I started doing the Green Card Project, maybe, when we were living together in Brooklyn. So that was maybe three and a half years ago. Um, and that was just like these, you know, I could do it because I could afford it. And yeah. at this point, like, yeah, like I got a major corporation to pay for this butt. That's good. Yeah, yeah. Because no, at first you crowdfunded all the time. And as, as, we've, as you've sure other people say, but I'm sure you must know more than anyone, is that like you basically, by creating a project through crowdfunding, you create two projects. Yeah. You basically oh, go, go into business as a crowd. I, n- I would not have been able to do it without Lauren. She mm-hmm. was, I was like, because it really was like $4,000 is what it cost to skywrite for. Whatever. How do I land? How do I land? For yeah. 10 characters, it's four grand. Okay. Uh, and we raised 6500 and, and the other 20 money. And we still lost money. Oh, just my God. Satisfying. Because it was a signed the, photograph. A signed framed photograph. So we had to like print all the photos, sign them, then to frame hun- them. To hundreds of people. And, and then, then mail them. Well, and because we didn't realize this, we were idiots. Many people were international. Oh, the international oh, thing will yeah. get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck <laughs> you. So we're mailing to Australia <laughs> and Japan and Sweden. Jesus fucking Christ. And everybody's complaining that their thing's not there. And I'm just like, everybody's you live in Australia, <laughs> you fucking monster. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have blue jeans. <laughs> You're waiting for my fucking Listen, signed I'll, photograph? I'll send you some Beatle records, too. You can be the coolest <laughs> kid on the block. <laughs> you, you have to pay $8,000 for an iPad. Yeah. You think you just get a framed photograph just for willy-nilly, just for the same true. price as an American? But it is crazy how long it takes to mail something to Australia. Yeah, because it's it really takes, far away. It still takes like six weeks. Yeah. Which is crazy. You should just jet ski there. (laughs) (laughs) Without a pontoon boat following. Lauren, do you now, because of being with Kurt for as long as you have, do you now get uh, inspired to do more outlandish things? Or do you get like these weird ideas for projects as well? Yes or do you no? just want to sit at the like, house and I be very like normal? I feel like the Kurt Brownmiller brain is a very specific brain. <laughs> Actually, um, no, I mean, I, I definitely do a lot of creative stuff. Well, certainly, But yeah. it's really different. Like, I just cut out pictures of, from magazines and cover the walls with them. Um, oh, like we a all have our killer. thing, guys. <laughs> She's like, I just kill mailmen. It's called collaging. And keep them in the basement. It's collaging. <laughs> So no. you have your own quirks, but you you don't you don't get the same no. pension for projects like Kurt. No, no. But no. I think what I think I've what's very like Lauren helps me with a lot of jokes um, mm-hmm. because of the fact that um, I think that you uh, you know what people will understand. And yeah. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it's like a very nice balance in the fact that I'll have like this 
idea that only makes sense to me and I'll be like does how does this work oh. and then she'll whittle it down to I'll, the thing I'll that actually I'll reel back a little bit just from time to time and not even like, reel it back but like whittle this is the thing that people would understand when you say those yeah, words yeah. that is yeah. or, or he'll have the essence of a joke but you don't know Coldplay is the right example and I know Coldplay is the right example because right. you don't know pop music right, right. Yeah, yeah. oh that's true oh yeah. sure Kurt has never known pop music that not much a lick of it pop music sports nothing no <laughs> which, you know like I go uh uh, just, just for anybody listening, I go back with Kurt a very long way. Yeah, I mean, it's been you guys should 16, talk about that. 16, 17 years. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you guys meet? Well, I, w- I do want to get into this. So we'll get into this in a minute, but I want to save it for years. last because because we're on a very important point about her reeling you in, oh. and only ah. because like when Kurt really kind of took a departure from like the improv world, he did it by doing Hot Tub with Kristen Shaw, mm-hmm. and I think one of the most remarkable things is that Kurt was always quirky and outlandish amongst. In even in a group called Neutrino that we were in, yeah, Neutrino was filled with eccentric people, and Kurt was an eccentric among eccentrics in that group, <laughs> which uh, uh, says a lot. Um, you weren't the most insane, that, not even close. But <laughs> I was, I was not, no. I was not the most insane. No, 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 not no. even close. No, no not even no, no, close. No, 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 no. I remember telling me was in that group. Yeah, and <laughs> we're still not even talking about him. Uh, uh, yes, we do. <laughs> but. Uh, 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 you joined up with Kristen Shaw, and I thought one of the most fascinating things that came out of that pairing was that you were the voice of reeling in. Yes, in that duo, I was. I was actually. I played the straight man. I, yeah. I would say. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we would write everything together, so all yeah. the crazy was there on the writing part. And the reason why I want to get into this a little bit is only because, like, so I, I you know, I, I work for Penn and Teller. Yes. And I remember the story of of. Uh, of some magazine, I want to say it was like Rolling Stone, but probably not Rolling Stone, was going to rank, you know, the current like greatest blank, right? And so they're going to rank greatest duo and they're going to name Penn and Teller greatest duo. And then the editor called back and said, actually, we're just going to pull that all together. We realize that there are no duos. You guys are basically the last one left. Wow. And so like, it seems silly to kind of frame that like you're the only one. Mm-hmm. No one can even think of another one. So why bother putting that accolade out there? It's kind of weird. Yeah. And... Uh, and Penn is often referred to like the, the, the show business, the way show business works, like it just breaks duos up. Like it just doesn't let that happen anymore like it used to. Oh, not at all. And so like I know privately, I just know a couple of stories or whatever, but I've never gotten to actually talk to you formally about this. But like how much did you want to be a duo with Shaw? And what kind of obstacles did you run into with that? Oh, I think it was... Um, so, I mean, I met Kristen. This is... We started working together in 2005 yeah as a direct result of an experience you and i had yes edinburgh yeah yeah, yeah. and so that was 2005 so it was 10 years ago and uh this was i think it was like, all neutrino came out of edinburgh broken and like we have to do simpler things we <laughs> like, have to we do have simpler to do, things we have to do simpler things with less people yeah <laughs> Really, we were an eight-person group that did an instant movie that took fifteen people to do, and we lost ten thousand dollars doing it. Doing twenty-five it. times in twenty-seven days. <laughs> but we did have a great mushroom trip. We had an amazing mushroom. <laughs> trip. Totally, I would pay ten grand just made, to take that mushroom trip again. That was it. Really, I think of it, it really as maybe one of the best days of my life. It was an amazing. Day. It really was. It was very needed. I think that's it was, part of it. Oh, it was very needed. It was very needed. It was we one were... of our only days off in twenty-seven days it of was. doing twenty-five shows, yeah, it was. and we took mushrooms that were legal, legal in the UK. Yeah, and we climbed up on top of Arthur's seat. 
And do you remember this moment before? I mean, I, mean, yeah, I know yeah, we're we'll talking about something yeah, else, yeah, yeah. but we were, uh, we had, were taking these mushrooms and we've been running around and been raining. Arthur's seat is this, this hill that overlooks all Edinburgh of Edinburgh. Edinburgh a gorgeous city. So gorgeous. And in, in the middle of this gorgeous city, they put this giant hill that overlooks it. I don't know how the fuck they figured that out. And it's just filled with fields of heather, which are purple flowers. Yeah. And then, but it, it's got all these Shades, nooks and crannies. Little, yeah. Like is the, 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 the convenient little changes of altitude it's and crazy. types of grass. It's, it's ridiculous. And, and when you're on mushrooms, it's, it's very amazing. ridiculous. Yeah. And we had been having this day oh, that was amazing, like running around and everything. And then yeah. I remember we were, we were, there's two moments. We were one day, we were com- kind of coming down, but we've been really having a good time. And I looked down, we look all the way down this mountain and we see a news van. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, uh, and we see the news van there. We all go, why is that news van there? And then somebody just goes, Oh, they're here to record the best day ever. <laughs> and then we sat down right yeah. from that and started eating this sandwich that we had packed yeah. maybe six hours earlier, yeah, which yeah. seemed like we packed it last year and it was still fresh and <laughs> yeah, in our yeah, bag. Yeah, we didn't know how that was possible. Yeah. And we were sitting there and we we're just like, this is perfect. What an amazing day. We've had the best day ever. And then while we're eating our sandwich and being quiet and, and having and watching the sunset, a fucking puppy. Like from 200 <laughs> yards away. From 200 yards away starts running up the mountain towards directly, us. Directly. Directly like at this us. This dog, you know, dogs usually willy-nilly around, especially in an open field. This dog from like 200 yards away just beelines straight at us. It is just coming towards us. <laughs> and then we're sitting there. We're sitting there eating sandwiches. And someone's just like, is this adorable dog <laughs> headed directly towards us? And then he was. He was. And it was this beautiful black and white dog that was like kind of like this carpet-like dog. Yeah. And it was, and the owner didn't follow behind for like another 10 minutes. Yeah, because the, the dog was <laughs> fucking the dog was just running. I think he just it had an insane nose for sandwiches. I yeah, think I think that's what it was. We were eating three sandwiches. <laughs> he just was like, sandwiches? Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh. Oh. And yeah, so like we were just like this is the best day ever. And we we're just in that beautiful contentment watching the sunset, and then just adorable dog came just running towards oh, us. So it really was heaven like. It was. Uh, yeah, can't. Uh, it was so great. I think if I was going to drown, that would be where I went back to, not the podcast. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I <laughs> agree. I think I'm alive. I think I'm alive. Uh, so yeah, came back from that, lost a lot of money, decided I need to write comedy. Yeah. So hooked up with Kristen because she was just this. Imp- weird improviser girl at yeah. the theater that we impro- improvised at this theater this theater <laughs> and uh uh and so yeah and then that was like a year and a half before Kristen got flight of the concords right and then like she just blew up yeah, yeah, yeah. like a year and a half in but we were just a duo for a really but here's the reason that duos don't don't last for a long time okay is that um american media uh, is used to and uh, to understanding stand-ups, and they're yeah. not. If two people are talking, they don't know how to deal with it. Yeah, I mean, the the the, the biggest thing that stood out to me is the specific stories. I remember specifically that you guys were both put on the cover of a magazine, and they just wouldn't say your name on the cover, and they didn't say your name until the last paragraph of an article. I oh forget yeah, what this was. yeah, like, yeah. It's so it, that was that happened. That was I think the New York Post. Yeah, and then even when. We went to so Kristen had gone to Edinburgh by herself, right? And then uh, and done well, but not gotten nominated for anything or anything. And then because of that, got invited to go to mm, the Melbourne Comedy Festival in Australia. Right. And she wanted she didn't want to do her solo show; she wanted to do our hour long comedy show. Uh, 
and uh, they they refused. And then Kristen just brought me anyway. Yeah. And uh, we did it anyway. And then we won like the the award for the entire festival. Yeah. And uh, and they still would not. Say they still name. just would treat it as Kristen's show, even though it was our show. And then when we got the award, like they took it away physically from us. And they're like, we'll give you two awards later. We only have one right now. And they just never sent it to us. That's that so is, fucked oh, up. that's I, what I mean. Like it is painful. Like it's not even like it's not even like haphazard. Or you guys like kind of like, hey, what if we figure this out? Like they yeah, basically it's, it's were weird. like, yeah, they basically like seemed like an efforted thing to not let you become a duo. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, we did it. We continued to do it for a very long time. Yeah, you still um, do. I mean, you still, we, do, you still yeah. do hot tub in Los Angeles. Yeah, it's been going on for yeah. every week for ten years at but, the Virgil in Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, if you're ever there, it's a Monday. It's on Monday nights. Right? Every Monday, at every 8 Monday. If you've ever been to the Virgil, uh, it's a great little spot. It's one of the coolest things to do in Los Angeles. Uh, five bucks, guys. Five come bucks, on by. and the amount of the, the stand-ups that come by. I mean, some great names go by there. Oh, for five yeah. bucks. It's just everybody insane. does. Yeah. Um, the thing I laugh at and talk about you reining him in or you kind of giving him more mainstream stuff is that the hot tub that I saw in Los Angeles was one of the best shows I've seen in such a long time. Was very different than the hot tub shows I was used to seeing in New York. Oh yeah. Yeah. Tell me sure. why. So I, I know what you mean. Kurt and Kristen, you guys both host together. You, you guys have you still have an amazing chemistry. So you still joke around well together at the top of the show. Then you kind of take turns doing bits at the top. Yeah. Your bits are now you guys polishing stuff that you do on stage. Yeah. When you did your show in New York, first off, you had a physical hot tub that you would make the guests sit in yeah. and oh, yeah. drink beers in. It was just a kid pool you bought from a toy store. Yeah. And just, they just sit on the floor in an empty pool and drink beers. That was your way of... Quickly realized it's a terrible idea. That's a terrible idea. <laughs> I remember playing Abe Lincoln in a Jeopardy sketch. I remember that Jeopardy yeah, yeah. sketch. You would bring up audience uh, members and you would have a giant beak and you would eat birdseed. Oh, yeah. It was much song. more. It was much more <laughs> way out there. crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it used to be that Hot Tub was called a wet jubilee. Yes. And it was um, it was always an animal race and at comedy and variety. And so we would always have an animal race at the end of every show. And that ended when we lost. Uh, we lost so many animals. That was the thing. <laughs> In the like physically in the theater, uh, you and couldn't find them. You couldn't find them. It's so not like you're saying they died, but you couldn't find. Them. Well, eventually, we just I guess lost they would. Them. Yeah, they, they probably all died. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was upsetting, and so it was like. But there were like animals you could buy very cheap because we were like didn't have any money. So yeah. it was like sandworms. Have you ever seen a sandworm? No, it looks what? like a millipede, but uh, it's wider. It's gross. gross. We lost those immediately. Yeah. And then that was like, oh, there's sandworms in the theater now. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, it's a much different show. Yeah. yeah now yeah. it's like a pretty much we fuck it's around stand-up. at the top. Yeah. And then it's only stand-up. It still has your flavor. It's great. It's a yeah. different vibe. It's a much more kind of fun and casual thing. I don't think you could, I don't think you could just do like a straight lace thing. No. If you, if you tried. Neither one of you, I don't think. No, not at all. So it's a very nice, it's a very nice deal, but it certainly had changed over time. Kurt, oh, yeah. Kurt has a phrase that I have repeated a few times about how New York is about process and Los Angeles is about product. That is a fair. That is definitely fair, and yeah. I've said it in a much clumsier way to people I've even taught it with improv. Yeah, right. Just say like, I always said like I was happy to cut my teeth in New York. I think New York is a great place to discover who you are, oh, yeah. discover your voice, yeah. you know. And I said, but uh, once you figure out what that product is, you have to go to Los Angeles if you want to make money doing comedy. Yeah, I mean, that, yeah. That, otherwise you just get really frustrated in New York. Yeah. Although now there's a million shows that are doing quite well in New York, but aside from them. 
Yeah. <laughs> here's the thing. Of, here's something that I, uh, we'll get to you and me in a second. Okay. okay. So, uh, but something I definitely I've always wanted to ask you about is: is does it? Bo- is not that it bothers you, but you did something in New York that was amazing, and it was simply way before its time. In that, like, there was no YouTube yet. <laughs> there was no YouTube. No, because I'm going to talk about this project because I want you to talk about it. Because I, I, I absolutely oh, I searched believe for this the other day. You searched for this the other Chunk day. Chunk and Chang Yeah, and I, 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 I really dug for this the other day. And I could not find a video of it. Oh, there, it, it's out there. Okay, it's actually on YouTube, but the video is so. It's, I mean, fucked all up of it was compressed. Yeah, and you shot it in yeah. old formats and everything else. I mean, it was. Two, it was 1999 to 2004 we were doing it. Right. And over that five-year span, this was just... Talk about doing art for art's sake and in New York City. Oh, yeah. I mean, this was crazy. So you had a giant half chicken, half penguin. Ja- yeah, Changwin's half chicken, half penguin. Right. And he, uh, he legs eggs out of his ass. Yeah. He's like nine feet tall. Yeah. And then his half-brother is Chunk, who's half chicken, half skunk. Yeah. Uh, he's like 10 feet tall, and he shoots water out of his tail. Right. And then they hated each other. They hate each other. And there was a Chunk Posse. You were a member of the Chunk Posse. Yes, I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there was like Changwin's dancers, who were all like beautiful women, who, yes. who were all professional modern dancers, who would dance behind Changwin. And then they would meet in the middle of the street, and we would shut down traffic, and they would battle. That's the thing. is, You guys would start these things. You just march on these giant puppets with their posses <laughs> from blocks apart from each other. Yeah. And... People would authentically, New Yorkers, yeah. would authentically stop what they were doing with their day yeah. and follow these giant puppets to watch them do battle. And, they, and the battle was not exciting. No. It was them <laughs> bumping up against each other and until one, one of them fa- fell yeah. over. But people would go fucking nuts. <laughs> it didn't matter. It, it didn't was, matter. It was 1999. <laughs> we didn't have much. No, that's what I mean. Like, but you shut down intersections <laughs> in New York. We shut down Broadway for half an hour once. Yeah, I mean, you we drew... shut down Houston for like a half Pre, hour. Pre nine eleven. Pre nine eleven. But okay. you, but you easily drew hundreds and sometimes drew thousands. The last one we did in two thousand four, I think we had two thousand. That's people. Ins- I mean, it's insane. Do it was crazy. I mean? It was crazy. And if you had done this in the YouTube era, I know. It really was before. So we would we would videotape all of it, and then we would edit them, and then we would put the put it on the internet. Right. Um, but it was still the time of um, VHS tapes. So like, yeah. In the beginning, we would we would also make VHS tapes <laughs> yeah. and sell them. No, I mean this That's was John the best. Daly. I cannot tell you, people who were at people were. I mean, Time Out New York wrote how it was missed. Do you know what I mean? Like, where yeah. is Chunk and Changwin? Do you know what I mean? Like, because we would do it like twice a year. Yeah, and it was, and, and anyone who was ever at any of these events would talk about it like almost like people who talked about it like at Woodstock. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they did the coolest thing in New York ever. It it really did feel like a magical time. Yeah, and the fact that it wasn't for YouTube, there wasn't like, now you can even try to do something like that without it having an element of <laughs> without it having an element of I'm doing this for YouTube. Oh, exactly. I'm doing this to go viral. And all these like people are shooting these things on. Uh... Like, you know, the, like big cam, big, big old, yeah, big awkward old cameras with actually physically physical tapes inside of them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. There'd be all kinds of iPhone footage in addition to all oh, the yeah, stuff, exactly. and there was none of that at the time. No one, no one, no one had a, a camera that yeah. could take any type of video. And you would do so. There was there was there was all different battles. There's Chunk versus Chang. When there's then they battled over Chuv. Half Chub. chicken, half dove. That yeah, they were yeah. Who are, and they're real, really married in real life. Yeah, Chev and <laughs> Chev and Changwin are married. 
Very, very successful in the advertising business. Oh, that's right. Kelly and Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's right. That's right. (laughs) There was Chickson, who's half chicken, half Richard Nixon, who shot shot fire out of his fingertips. Yes. There was... um, Chavio. Chavio, half chicken, half Fabio. He drove a BMW convertible. Um, he was the only one who wasn't who a human couldn't get inside of him. He was actually just chicken. He was, he was chicken shaped, but with his huge Fabio hair and yeah, face, yeah, yeah. really upsetting to look at. <laughs> um, we made a full pilot with Chabio. Oh my god, that's that's amazing. Even... Matt must have the video. It so Chabio was he was a lover and a fighter. This is another duo where you were not the most eccentric person in. Yes, exactly. Yeah, That's Matt it. was much more. <laughs> Matt was way more out there. Uh, and Chabio was a lover and a fighter, and so he would, he would, he would love, and then he would go and he was also a detective, and he would solve crimes. And, and so, Ch- and so Chabio was like five and a half feet tall, and we like built a yeah. Or Matt built, uh, you know, this 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 BMW for him to ride around in, and then, um, but for the action sequences where he was like going to bust some criminals, yeah, he Matt made a uh, a, a uh, miniature replica that we would shoot smaller, yeah. so it looked like it was the same size, but it was, you know, it was like, but it was an actual remote controlled car that would like race along and then it would just transform into this giant five foot tall. Oh it was, my gosh! I mean, we should, I should find it. John Daly, who's who was in the like yeah. half of the Kroll show, was in it. Brett Gelman, who's yeah. married, and yeah. Oh, all those guys. I mean, that's the thing. That Everybody crew that we rolled in, with, yeah, at UCB, all super famous. Yeah, they've all gone on to at least do legitimate things. Yeah, and uh, and all of them would talk if you had them right now would talk um, glowingly about <laughs> this <Chunk> project <laughs> and doing art for art's sake. Yeah, just oh, it doing totally it, was doing it just to fuck with someone's day in a beautiful way. And that's the thing. It's like um, you know when you're ever making something for another reason. Like that was the time when it was just. There, we really were doing it for no. I yeah. I lost twenty five thousand dollars in Changwen Chunk. <laughs> just doing that project. Yeah, and that's the reason I had to have a day job. I had to have a day job to so to fund Chunk and Changwen. Yeah. Um. And if I honestly, if I didn't have Chunk and Changwen, I probably wouldn't have had a day job. I probably would have. I probably would have like just worked. Gotten like, by on just gotten your by gigs. Yeah. Yeah, on gigs, you yeah. know. But I was like, no, I got to keep this. I gotta keep fixing computers so I can yeah. afford the fucking chunk and cherry one. That's I mean it just that's it's it seems like it's New York art to a T. Yeah. Yeah. It was you know. fun. I mean, so that's what I think is insane, is that like there's if that were shot now and authentically done in a way that hadn't you know, when it hadn't been done before and it was really was shutting things down in a beautiful way like that, it would be huge now. I know. We really were we were probably five years too early. Yeah. But a lot of what you were doing though was about anonymity right like yeah we would like show up and then we would have and then it would disappear yeah mm-hmm. so i think that if you were in a youtube generation you wouldn't be portraying yourself it was because right. it wasn't about oh yeah 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 that's a good point actually yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah it really was it was about it happened in this specific space at this specific time and if you weren't there yeah and it, if people yeah. didn't know it was you under right the thing it wasn't anonymity yeah no one knew who chunk and changwen were right yeah, and it's also not as if that time had passed. You are driving a giant butt across the exactly. country. Exactly. Right yeah. Now. No, we're not. It's not a huge departure. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't lost your. But now pension it's just for... hashtag the love butt. Right. Well, actually, you know, I mean, the the whole reason that I think the love butt kind of exists is because of the fact that 
when we were living together, Lauren and I, and there there was this guy, Scott Moran, who was making this video series called the Com- Comics. I can't even remember the name of it. But it was like all interviewing comedians about like why they did what they did. Yeah. And he'd asked me to be a part of it. And uh, and I was like, well, why do like why why do I do comedy? And I'd been doing stand up for a while at the time, and uh, for seven years or so, and uh, and I didn't know, like I couldn't give an answer to like why I was doing what I was doing. Right. And then I kind of like sat back and reflected and like looked at everything I had done leading up to my stand up. Yeah. And uh, with like Neutrino, Neutrino Video Projects, and with Chunk and Changwin, and kind of figured out that like the the reason for existence that I had was to insert absurdity into strangers lives to hopefully make the world a little bit better. Yeah. And that was, that's literally, I've just been following that sentence yeah. for the past four and a half years. And that's how we're at Which this is, point. I mean, huge to yeah. just have a mantra statement for why it's you're huge. doing what you're doing. I encourage anyone who's yeah. doing anything like that, just to write a sentence down of like why they are really, doing it. Really concise. Really concise. Yeah. And I almost feel like a broken record now, but it's it's okay. Yeah. Well, because you're developing a huge range of stuff. Right. It all just has this one that, sentence. Exactly. Yeah. With like a very clear intention. Yeah. And it also, I think, allows you not to feel conflicted about doing things that have different outcomes. So, right. i.e. like a TV pilot. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe you 10 years ago would call yourself almost a sellout. Right. Right. You know, whereas now you realize if you have your base yeah. uh, mantra intention, intention yeah. in there. Who cares if it... 100%. Yeah. So I'm doing this thing for Kit Kat now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's called uh, Chocolate Across America. And uh, <laughs> I drive up to people in traffic. And I throw Kit Kats at people. <laughs> and, uh, well, it's pretty fucking weird. So Mission accomplished. accomplished. Uh, house in Malibu. I will say, I, one of the strangest projects was you fighting selling out I did with you, which was when Tylenol wanted you guys. Oh, Do you remember yeah. that? yeah. And then we, but we got, that was such a crazy thing. So I never even, I don't think I ever told you about this. So after Chunk and Chang, when it become popular, Tylenol, for some reason. Of all the companies. Of all the companies, decided that they were going to become hip. Of all the companies hip. and of all the markets they wanted to go after. This yeah. is a fascinating mix. They well, wanted to hangover? go. No, I think they, yeah, I think they wanted to go after like Hangover uh-huh. and they wanted to go after like skate kids yeah. for some reason. Oh. So there was these big skating events that Tylenol wanted to get in on. They wanted to get in on. And actually still to this day, there's a, there's a, a <laughs> ramp in Williamsburg called the Tylenol Bowl that oh. they paid for. That's this huge indoor like skate ramp that they, that just funded and everybody calls it the Tylenol Bowl because yeah. of it. Wow. Um, that, so like, that sounds like a... Uh, that sounds like a fresh hire getting the green light. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like some of the time I was like, we need to get the kids. I'm going to hire this guy coming out of college. He know, he knows all about the kids. <laughs> he knows. The guy's like skaters. Skateboards. Meeting adjourned. <laughs> so, done, but I, done, But at the done. time, I must have been 24 years old or right. 25. Yeah, because also we, I remember what we were paid and we were like psyched about it. We were psyched. We yeah. were paid. I paid you $200, yes. I think. And, and I, but I got a flight, which is I'd never gotten right. before. No and, one ever paid and me a, a hotel. Flight. Yeah, yeah. I was like, what? We got paid. <laughs> we got paid essentially to do a chunk and changwin, but for Tylenol. But yeah. we weren't going to use chunk and changwin, so they were were like, we'll make up characters for you, <laughs> and so we made up a bone and a broken hand, and then they were like enemies, and then Matt built them, and then charged them like eight 
$18,000 to build these this bone in this hand. And then we had to have them art shipped from New York City yes. to this, San Diego. This is when you first were introduced to train travel. This is what I first introduced. <laughs> art shipping stuff costs so much money. And art ship, up. hell yeah. And it comes in like the bone was like a, a costume someone would put on. Maybe it was four and a half feet tall. Right. It was in a, a box the size of this room. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like shipped across country. And you and, need a crowbar to open it. Oh, it, yeah. It, I needed yeah, yeah. a whole crew. For all I you listening, this, crew. you need a the crowbar, size of this like room a screw gun. It's a four-foot room. We're in a four-foot room. <laughs> <laughs> We're in a closet right now. It's very <laughs> tightly yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, so the skate competition. Yeah, well, you, the first you need off, power tools to open the thing. The first off, the, the first thing that they want to do is a skate competition in, in, in Liberty, New York. Yeah. Uh, and so it was easy for us. So it was going to be no cost to them other than the building. So I hired all my friends to be yeah. like the, 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 the posses for the, each of the things we're going to do it. And then it rained. So then everybody was there and everyone's getting paid and then it rains. And so we all just got into this van and got really high yeah. and went to the New York Liberty Science Institute and like watched movies all day long. <laughs> yes. And then the next gig was in San Diego. So I got to fly literally like 10 of my friends to San Diego. And all of a sudden you were like Jesus for doing that. And then all like, we How did, the fuck did you I totally pull this off? And then that. we did this event at a skate thing that lasted for maybe 25 minutes. Oh, it was hilarious. And then we went back to the hotel I and went swimming and got drunk. I was posse. I was supposed to posse in Liberty. Yeah. And then that rained out, right? And then I, I was supposed to posse in San Diego. And then someone didn't show or someone couldn't make it. You had hired a few guys from L.A. or something yeah. like that. And you were like, Matt, I need you to be a giant broken bone. <laughs> oh, no. I was a giant broken hand. John yeah, Daly yeah. was the giant broken yes. bone. I was a giant broken hand. And I was like, okay. And you were like, here's what you need to know about being a giant broken hand. <laughs> and I was like, ready. And you were like, kids immediately want to kick you in the balls. <laughs> As soon as you walk out, all they will see is a giant puppet and they'll think, I should kick that thing in the balls. <laughs> and you have four people looking out for you to stop people from trying kicking the balls. <laughs> but you should also be aware of it. <laughs> and it was a failure. Oh my gosh. And so we, we came out of the tent and like within, I want to say like 10 seconds, I saw a Gatorade bottle whiz past my little viewer. <laughs> like, just someone immediately saw me and just, th just had no even time to think. They just saw me and had to throw what was in their hand <laughs> at me for walking out of a tent. Oh, oh man. I do. I remember that fondly. That was, that was a, a beautiful blast. time. Oh, my gosh. We, we grabbed a bunch of beers and went to the hotel, and we were surfing behind the hotel at yeah. night. At, oh, we oh. all went swimming at night. It was unbelievable. Talking to ladies we didn't even know. Yes. Oh, it was great. They were unimpressed with me, but it was still a fun evening for me. They were unimpressed with me as well. <laughs> I still had no game in my young twenties. <laughs> we I was like, I got so flown young. here. And, uh, <laughs> business I a, trip. I played a giant broken hand. It was our first business trip. It was a, <laughs> our first business trip. It really it was. was. It was. Um, we met, we did not perform, we, we met because we had a mutual friend in Pat Shepard. That's right. And, uh, you went to high school with my buddy, Pat. I started doing improv with him when he was 15 and I was 16 years old. Crazy. And I started taking class stuff at UCB, but I was always running my own improv thing in Montclair, New Jersey. And we would invite every single person we liked to come perform. 
And about seven people said yes over a five-year span. <laughs> <laughs> Leaving New York to go to Jersey is like inviting people to come to Jersey. Is like Basically like, hey, do you want to come to my cancer chamber? I know. Or like, <laughs> do you want to go to Syria? <laughs> yeah. yeah it's very much it feels like, like it's that far I away. I didn't move to New York to ever go to Jersey. That's the way everyone reacts to yeah. it. Uh, but you were from Jersey, so it was not a big deal to no. come out or whatever. But you came. We were doing like cafe shows, and you came out. And I yeah. met you then, and then uh, we uh, you would come out and sit in our, our Saturday night show a bunch of times. Yeah, and uh, and that involved a lot of weed at that time as well. We like to smoke weed a lot. Yeah, I wish I did. I wish I loved weed now. Yeah, me too. You just stopped. I just stopped. There was no stopped. point where I was like, I need to stop. I just stopped. Oh no, it was just like, oh, I don't like this anymore. Yeah. I think like at some point you yeah. like being an outcast or you like not being involved with where what your surroundings are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point you're like, no, I kind of want to be aware of what I'm doing. I all should the time. be able to talk. <laughs> I, should enjoy it. I should. I should wake up and remember. Yeah. Where I was. My lowest. My lowest stoner habit. I think was that I had books with the bookmarks, and I still need to read to fall asleep at night. And I knew not to move my bookmark. <laughs> so you just read at that point. And then I get my bookmark where it was the That's next hilarious. day. And then reread it when I was sober. <laughs> Always hoping that my brain would be like, oh yeah, I read this already. And that never, <laughs> never happened. That never happened. That's awesome. Um, but, uh, uh, and then, you know, we started, we, you and I started the UCB Theater and the UCB is very popular now. Yeah. But the way I describe it is that it was Dungeons and Dragons of comedy. Hands down. Like and we and we took one class and then were immediately put on teams. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whereas now th- that that idea is in lunatic. Like if you 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 have to be involved for like four years at the UCB yes. to get put on a team. Yeah, and even then, like uh, uh, we it was just becoming very popular as 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 I as I got added to Neutrino. Yeah, but still at a time where that. Like I didn't audition. I think that's the, yeah. That's the part that's some of the most maddening thing to anyone at the UCB theater now. Yeah. Is I'd be like, oh, I was going to go to auditions, but I didn't go. Uh, and, and they called me anyway. Yeah. And said you should be on Neutrino. To no, it's like thousands of people. I think audition at this point. Yeah. yeah. There was no auditions for oh, like the be. first three years. Yeah. Armando UCB. just Armando just he would just say like you 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 yeah. you you. And Wait, Armando though. Yeah. Armando. So he was. He was a part of. The it was a big audition. He oh, was. Yeah. He Armando was, a, was like. He was a big guy. writer for the Upper Sins Brigade television show. Yeah. Right. He moved out from Chicago to join the writing he staff. He would teach I took, every I took level classes one. with him, but I took classes with him after he left UCB and started his own thing. The Magnet. You're yes. even missing a chapter from there because he left and started the Pit, oh, and then he right. went to the Magnet. No, and prior to the Pit, he did some other thing that failed. That well, I he wanted to. No, yeah, no, he, what? No. Yeah, there was. At this an, point, we should stop name. talking. Okay. Yeah. Sure. He was great. He is great. No, I just mean like, hey, whatever we're going to say, but maybe he doesn't or doesn't <laughs> as well talked about. Oh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, I just right. don't know. Also, I don't. Yeah, oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. yeah, yeah. I just I mean for- like, yeah. I forgot that it was weird. Yeah, yeah, There's There's stuff there. So right, right, right. Even our stuff is weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our, everything about our story with the UCB theater is impossible now. Yes. Like, it just is just impossible. Yes. Oh, yeah. From both our, our ascent and our exit is both just never would happen now. Oh, no, not at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and also like, but we were just always like the underdogs of that time. Yes. Nobody liked us. But we had our own following. Thing. We had a totally our own following. Yeah. And yeah. that was what was exciting. And so I would say that like I got added to the team, but I already knew Kurt. And then yes. I'd also seen what I thought was one of the most beautiful moments in improvisation I'd ever seen in my whole life happen with Kurt. So when I got added, asked to join Neutrino, I was through the roof excited. Uh 
And as what I had seen before well, I joined Neutrino was the one man jam. Oh, the one man jam. And Jesus Christ. This is something that's impossible because there's been so many versions now of one person improv and one person stuff. And it's and very common it's, now. Yeah. And it's very explored. Yeah. And it's so hard. It's like, it's like when you hear like documentaries about football and the first person to throw like a forward pass. <laughs> and it just sounds so dumb when people describe it because that's all they do now. Right. Yeah. And so like, uh, there was a show called cage match. And Cage Match was authentically meant to pit improv teams against each other for the audience to vote. For each other. <laughs> and Neutrino's sole purpose in life at the UCB Theater was to fuck with that idea yeah. from the get-go. Because we honestly believe that like it was art and you shouldn't compete. Yes. Yeah. That's the thing. It was from a real place. Yeah. And that's, this was a team that I was very excited to join. Yeah. You know, because I was like, oh, I, I really had no interest in being on a house team. That's why I skipped house team auditions. Yeah. I loved my improv group. I loved doing art for art's sake. I had no desire to do improv for a committee. I had no desire to try to maintain my status yeah. in something. I loved what I was doing as an artist. I loved what I was doing as a comedian. And, I, and so, like, the idea of going to an audition to be on a team felt dirty to me. Yeah. And so, when they called and asked me to do it, I was even still about to say no. And then they said the, they said the word neutrino. And I said yes. <laughs> um, uh, that's how arrogant I was. <laughs> but that's your 20s. That's your that's 20s. Your 20s. Yeah. That's your 20s. Um, uh, and, 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 and I was enjoying, you know, I was enjoying success as, a, as, a, as an improv person. Oh, yeah. You no, know. Matt was. And also the fact that like Matt had been improvising since he was 16. <laughs> yeah. It really put him like so far ahead of everyone else. <laughs> like he would just weird... improvise circles around everybody. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but yeah, it yeah. is totally one hundred percent true. And uh, by that you mean he just walked around yeah, yeah, in a circle <laughs> while he was doing it. No yeah, sense. He, he would go, "No, what? <laughs> no, what?" I had no I- sense of blocking or direction. <laughs> I, uh, but uh, I was in the UCB theater, and Cage Match was up there, and I heard Neutrino was going to do another thing. Now, Neutrino doing another thing meant that they had already, before I joined the group, they had already uh, shaved. Some, no, they didn't share something. They had two girls kiss during a timeout on stage. No, we did not. The you, first thing we did was we gave away a case of beer. You gave away a case of beer. Which, to, when you were 23, oh, was shit. fucking Where was crazy. The, yeah, yeah. And you then, gave, we gave away a case of beer. Yeah. We, I thought you had two girls come out and make out. I, I would did still we? be excited because, about that. Because someone knew you were going to try to compete with that. I think it was a swarm and someone shaved their head. Uh, trying to compete with you, trying to do a timeout prank. So wow, did and we you just had two have... girls come out and make out, and did that made really the audience just... more happy than <laughs> someone shaving their head. Because now to me, I'm just yeah. like, that's not that great. No, <laughs> but back then it must back have been then it must great. Have been great. And then you guys had never, uh, uh, you guys had uh, recorded an entire music album oh, and came was... out as a band. We recorded an entire music album. It took hundreds of hours. Yeah. And it was horrible. Right. No one ever listened to it. <laughs> right. And you were going to release a different song after every victory, but that one didn't take off, so <laughs> you only won two cage matches. Oh, but before that, we also did Behind the Music, Behind the Improv, yeah. which was like a Behind the Music. This is so many years ago when VH1's Behind the Music was popular. Right. right. We would do like an episode about every yeah, single yeah, yeah. person of Neutrino as right. well. So when someone told me Neutrino's going to do another thing, it was one of the things where, like, I mean, it's kind of thing where, like, I was I was going to all shows all the time, and I was going to ASCAT like it was my religion, and I was still going to house team nights and the jams and stuff, but you didn't always stick around for cage match. Right. Sometimes you were a little improv out, and I really enjoyed being McManus pub yeah. and joking with people. And like I said, it was Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. So, like, there was, there was literally a group of, like, 100 people who spoke this language of comedy that no one else spoke. That no one else spoke at so the time. So you just couldn't wait to get to the bar and drink and do bits yeah. with people. And I loved it. 
Some people like to police bits. I never did. I always was like, yes, I want to joke around with people ridiculously <laughs> until the sun comes up. That's what I came here to do. That's half the reason why I'm here. I remember you once saying to me, uh, the only reason we do improv is so we can travel to other cities and find the people that we can drink with very easily. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. That's right. It's very I true. I still believe that. Yeah. And it really is. It's kind of like everywhere I go, especially like I get hired for like corporate stuff and all I do is go like, where's the improv theater? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I usually just hook something up there and I, that makes that sane for me yeah. um, to this day. And um, so we come out on stage uh, and they have a group... Uh, Petrol, which is the group that I was, I this is the first time I I was going to go audition for a house team, and then thought, no, I can't do that. Was the time they formed Petrol, and I was supposed to be on that group. Oh, really? As I was told by Armando, and I didn't go. Oh, wow! And so that group was up, and so they were in the basement warming up, and Neutrino came out, and they announced Neutrino, and Kurt by himself walked out on stage, and the pulse that went off in the room, people went fucking nuts. Right away. They just was like this like, and then immediately like, he's going to do it by himself. And we just, we roared. I mean, it was just, crazy. We roared. There's no, and, and, and I'm, not, I'm not exaggerating. The reason why I know is because I knew everybody on petrol and they were warming up downstairs and plaster fell off the ceiling onto them while they were warming up downstairs. <laughs> Of the yeah. USB theater. Now, this was the old USB theater. Not a big challenge. Not a big not challenge. Not a big challenge to make plaster if, fall if off that ceiling. If four people tap their feet, <laughs> plaster would fall off the ceiling. But I watched Kurt improvise solo for 25 minutes to roaring laughter and um, and and uh, sports-like stadium applause. It was... Uh, I What? Was it a mono scene? What were you doing? No, I did a Herald. No, we did a Herald. Did a straight up Herald. Did three beats group game, three beats group game. You're and on top of that... all the different characters? Yes, okay. and on top it, of there's that, a video of it online, and it was basically a commentary of how we all did heralds at the time because yes. you made fun of how we did heralds while you did heralds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I there's a video that exists of it. It's incredibly difficult to watch. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would no, re- you can't watch improv. In the, you can't watch improv anyway. No, but someone put it online, and also I have a mustache and a goatee. Yes, <laughs> and oh, my yeah. hair is spiked. Oh my and gosh. I would only wear black jeans and red, uh, red button-up short sleeve sh- shirts, short sleeve shirts on stage, and so I just look like a match, uh, <laughs> like a sweaty, <laughs> sweaty match. Uh, no, you can't. You can't watch those things in the, in the time. Just like you yeah. know, people put up old uh, um, shows from uh, the family in Chicago. Yeah, you know those are online, and they, you, you just can't understand. No. Pioneering they at look the time. Right. Yeah, Just like when you watch Lenny Bruce. Like Lenny Bruce was... Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense that this guy was a game changer. No, not at all. And saying things that no one else had ever said before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't go back in time that it way. It doesn't, no. It doesn't work. Um, but th- that was a magical moment. And so like I could not wait to get on Neutrino. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then we, we changed it all. That was really weird. So like, yeah, because you, you have this... You have this history of doing this in different ways. And you have these like modicum of success. This is the only... This was... For me, the the hippest thing I'd ever done in New York, and the most like hip artistic thing that I'd done was the Neutrino Video Projects, because everything else I'd done was basically like fitting in mainstream type stuff. And the reason it kind of existed was because of the fact that you're like, no, 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 guys, because we weren't going to do anything. No, 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 we, had, we 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 were tanking cage match after cage match because we were just we were just cage match came up and we, our obligation to do it came up. Yeah, and we just go out and try to herald, and we never won. We never won a cage match, no matter what, and we were kind of crabby about it. Yeah. And I, because I was almost a fan of Neutrino before I joined, I just said at a meeting, like, guys, no one's ever going to fucking vote for us to do a Herald. No one gives a shit about Neutrino doing a Herald. No one cares. We need to do something else. 
And that was it. That's all I had. Yeah. It was like, we just need to do something. And then we ended up doing a fully improvised movie. Yes. But it was shot, scored, and edited while the audience watched it. And, 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 and especially the first one, again, that feeling. No one, had no, no one had any idea what was going on. It was awesome. It was very cool. We came out on stage and we put his, Ptolemy's giant-ass television on two blocks. Oh, that's right. We did it with a television. We did it with a gigantic television. We never projected yet because we couldn't even. Yeah, our original plan was like steal a news van from Bob's work. <laughs> we didn't know how to even do what we were doing. Solid plan. We Solid. didn't know how to do. We just had this idea we should do an improvised movie, and then we didn't know yeah. how to do it. And uh, and Tommy came up with the system for running yeah. tapes, like while shaving or something, and came in with a diagram because we still didn't wrap our heads around. Yeah, and then it took more than us, so we took one other group: Cor- Copra, Corpra, Corpa. Uh huh. And we met with them and we're like, listen up, motherfuckers. This is how we do this thing. We're going to do this thing and you shut the fuck up until we do it. Because <laughs> it took more than us to do it. Yeah. And then uh, we came out on stage with a giant television. And the audience still was wondering, we we're going to make them watch television for 20 minutes. And then the first scene from outside played for them inside. And the audience was like, holy shit. And just lost their shit. Yeah. And we still made a ton of mistakes. Oh yeah, and then we traveled the world with it. <laughs> and then we traveled the world with it. Yeah, and it people a... and people did it in different cities for years and years. Yeah, I mean we had the huge. I don't time... know if there. I think there's still a neutrino in DC, and I think there's still one in Seattle. Yeah, we taught it to people. We got to travel for like it was yeah. great. It was nuts. Yeah, we went yeah. went all over. We did. We literally went all over the world doing it and stuff. It was it's crazy. So it was it was it was a magical time. It really was. Um. And that's how Kurt and I met. And now we're going to die. <laughs> um, we're getting close to time. I still have a bunch of stuff I want to talk to you about. We're going to have to do it again. What time is it? Let me just say, hold on a second. Let me, let me talk to you about one thing okay. randomly. Okay. You did the fucking Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh-huh. That's got to be crazy, right? It was, uh, it, was, it was cool. It was very nice. He, he did a really fun thing. I was waiting in, the, in my green room, and he came by to say hi, which is like, not many people do. Like Conan, right. Conan doesn't do that. Like Chelsea doesn't do that. Um, and uh, what's a bigger feat? You doing Fallon or you being a straight white dude and getting regular appearances on Chelsea lately? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of straight white dudes who are on Chelsea lately. Not 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 by my count. <laughs> uh, she never even spoke to me. Uh, <laughs> you not, just you just sat down and just joked. Not, no, not a single time. <laughs> really? I was on the show 26 times. She never spoke to me other than what was on What camera. was on camera. Yeah. But she uh, gave us a lot of great gifts. She gave us a lot of great gifts. That is very true. iPad mini. I got some Bose headphones. So nice. Yeah. But so I'm backstage. I'm getting ready. Yeah. Nervous. And Jimmy comes by and he's like, hey, man, I just want to say thank you for doing the show. And I was like, oh, yeah, no, of course. Thank you. It's very cool that you came by to say hi. And, uh, and he's like, listen, I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to bump you. And this is, a, for people who are not stand-ups, bumping is a thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, like if somebody runs late or something else happens, they'll just bump you. And so you've flown out. You think you're going to do your five minutes, and then you get bumped, and you don't know if you're going to get another slot. Right. And so he's like, we have to bump you. And I'm like, of course. And like, I just stopped listening to everything you yeah, said. Yeah, 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 exactly. Because I was just like, keep smiling. Don't <laughs> this is freak out. Fucking My mom is in the audience and it's oh, her birthday. No. And she And he's agreed to say something to my mom. And so I'm just losing my mind. This is like, uh, oh, yeah. this is like, you know, like when you were single and you talked to a girl and you thought you were hitting off and then like halfway through she'd say my boyfriend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything else just goes like, wah, 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 wah. wah. Yeah. wah. This is like that times a billion. Yeah. And 
so he keeps talking, and then I'm not listening. And then what he's saying is, yeah, we got – so sorry we have to bump you, but there's this uh, – yeah, it's a magician. I don't even – I don't even see if he's any good or anything, but he's going to go on instead and just do some fucking magic or it something. It was Penn and Teller. Uh, and I'm just like, uh, 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 uh. And my friend who's a writer for Fallon is in there with me, and she goes, you know he's fucking with you, right? And I was like, are you fucking with me? And he's like, I'm so sorry, man. I am fucking with you. <laughs> And then I just started laughing. It was just such a release that I start, I literally like started scream laughing, and uh, and because of that, it just made me so relaxed when I walked out. You crushed it on there. Oh, thanks, man. I mean, you were so funny. On Thank there. you. I mean, that's the thing for all this outlandish stuff that you've done. You've also spent a lot of time, uh, and I've seen your earliest attempts <laughs> at stand up. Very bad. No, never. Here's it was very bad. Not classic stand-up. No, not classic stand-up. Confusing, probably. So you were always, <laughs> but the thing is, like, to see that departure, like, you, if you, we just, the things that we've just discussed, like, of course, you would come from the world of absurd, yeah. to stand up in a weird way. I would say it's an odd birth, not an, not a bad one. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like I like I told you in the car, like I have ten minutes to stand up, but not eleven. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I know this from having a comedy compass from doing other types of comedy right. for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not lying to myself, thinking I have this funny joke that isn't funny. Yeah. I just know when I go like, "Fuck, I have nothing." I don't have any. I don't, I don't have, have any more. Yeah. And the oddest thing about stand up, which is that like, they can love you, and the moment you misfire, they go like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" It's so weird. There's any other form of comedy, you can misfire, and they and they're so forgiving. Yeah. But you do stand up. It's the moment you tell one that doesn't go that way, they just yeah. go like. Mm, those other laughs, I disagree with giving him those. No, it's really true. <laughs> it's so weird. It really is. Yeah. So you you making that cross, but like now, like to see you go on the Tonight Show and just crush it with with great stand up was like oh, what a cool, it was a very cool experience. Oh, thank you, man. To see, so yeah, it was it's a it was a highlight. And also, like it's Fallon is real is is Fallon now. You know, yeah. like like he he really has oh, made the thing. Tonight Show the Tonight Show again. Yeah. So yeah. like for you to get on there was like totally awesome. Yeah, yeah, and also to get on early was very cool too. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So what is uh, so you, this this comedy special show is the big show? Hopefully, yeah. And if not, just doing setup as much as you can. I'll just keep sell- making shows. <laughs> just keep pitching, like, making I shows. Keep, keep. I mean, it's just you just got to keep working. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Next, a canoe. And you go. I mean, you're on at midnight all the time now, and you do all these other shows. So like, you, you're in that. You're in that. You're in that. You're in that space. Yeah, just trying. You're in the space where you can keep swinging. Yeah, exactly. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good. It's not. And of course, you're always thinking about what could have been, but it's a good place right. to be right now. You're yeah, a, yeah, yeah. No, I feel good right now, but you know, it's it's all about just fucking hustle. Yeah, you just got to keep hustling. You never got always keep that Jersey hustle, man. Got to keep that Jersey hustle. I do that by showing up at Jacob's house. For one night a week. <laughs> um, Lauren, it's weird when he shows up. Plug your uh, plug your your storytelling show one more time. Oh, uh, radio picture show. It's the second Wednesday of every month at the Virgil. Virgil, Santa Monica, and Virgil yeah, in Los Angeles. And Fantastic your, show. Your website is lauren cook dot com. That's right. So go there. There's a lot of funny videos on there as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what is your Twitter handle? Oh, uh, El Chooch Train. <laughs> You're gonna have to spell that for everybody. I know everyone thinks it's porny, but it's just like a train, like a choo-choo train. <laughs> that doesn't L- make it less porny. L C H O O C H train. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a nickname. I don't know. I should probably change it. Mine's a nickname too. But What's your the, Sweet Maddie D. That's my Twitter. Okay. Thing. And it was a nickname from Steve Shaheen. Kind oh, of, yeah. Kind yeah. of porny. Sweet Maddie D. Sweet kind Maddie of porny D. Kind of porny. Is, and I'm, and I'm, I'm with it. I'm fine with it. <laughs> kind of porny just became the name of this this episode. Yes. Everyone is everyone is like, uh, uh, where's the point? I'm like, I don't know, but here's a podcast. <laughs> and I lure him in. I lure him in. Uh, so, Kurt... Uh, people want to uh, be following you. Just you're... Google Kurt Comedy. It's the easiest way. Because <laughs> you, know, you hate spelling your last name. My last name's too complicated. And I'm the first thing at Kurt Comedy. So yeah. If you, you spell it with a K. Spell it with a K. If you yeah. spell it with Kurt, it's just people memes about Kurt Cobain that are hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope by the, you know, this is a bank show, so we're going to air it soon. But okay. by the time we air it, I, I hope that your show is already on the air and, and we, got the, we got the scoop. Thank you, buddy. Uh, and I just want to say, it's, it's, um, I was thrilled to have you. And I really, as you can see, I really want to ask you about, I was really thrilled to get you in here and talk to you. Yeah, no, it's so good. Uh, 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 because, uh, I, I followed you to start. We got to be peers for some time, but you, you, you still continue to do things that just blow me away. And I'm just thrilled, thrilled for you and thrilled to have you here. Well, I'm happy to be here because Matt, I think you're one of the funniest people I've ever met. Thank you so much, man. I love you, brother. Cheers. I love you too. Cheers. All right. Cheers. Uh, thank you all for listening. Take it away, Dippin' Dots Jack. We'll see you soon. Yeah, we have to have you back. I'm looking at my notes. <laughs> We need to talk about you going, you talking, yeah, we're just doing the theme song thing. This is where we do the awkward tag at the end. We didn't talk about Mark Marin. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. We'll have you back. Okay. Yeah. That'll be fun. <laughs> I want to hear more about this freaky looking sandworm. Oh, oh they're so awful. <laughs>